Welcome to Concafe for the 15th day of November, year of our Lord, 2023. We're looking at Judges chapter 4, the first seven verses in the message version of the Bible. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> the devotionalist called Meet Deborah, a fascinating woman of God, a woman of faith, a woman of valor, a woman with gumption. <laughs> I'm not going to hear too much about it in this passage, but we're going to get the general idea. So I pray that you be blessed, you be a blessing, and that you just bless this ministry so that we may reach more for Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. You ready to get into God's Word? I am. Verse 1. The people of Israel kept right on doing evil in God's sight. With Ehudad, God sold them off to Jabin, king of Canaan, who ruled from Hazor. Sisera, who lived at Haraseth Haurim, was the commander of his army. I'm not pronouncing those names right. Just changing the Bill and Ted or Susie and whatever. Whatever works for you, okay? The people of Israel cried out to God because he had cruelly oppressed them with his 900 iron chariots for 20 years. Deborah was a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth. She was judge over Israel at the time. She held court under Deborah's palm between Ramah and Bethel in the hills of Ephraim. People of Israel went to her in matters of justice. She sent for Barak, son of Abinoam from Kadesh and Naphtali, and said to him, It has become clear that God, the God of Israel, commands you, Go to Mount Tabor and prepare for battle. Take ten companies of soldiers from Naphtali and Zebulun, I'll take care of getting Sisera, the leader of Jabin's army, to the Kishon River with all his chariots and troops, and I'll make sure you win the battle. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say, gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, good day, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whatever time finds you here, I pray this finds you well. May our walk with the Lord bring us closer to him and to his people and May this time we spend in prayer and reflection and study build us up for more service and outreach for Him and towards Him. Pray for one another. Pray for those on your church's prayer list. I hope you're one of the ones that takes home your church bulletin and takes seriously the ministry of prayer and praying for one another. Pray to reach the world for Jesus and get busy. <laughs> now, we've talked about the prophetic cycle. <clears throat> Israel is blessed by God. This is the top of the circle. And they're close to God. They love God. They double day with God. They mess up. <clears throat> they find themselves away from God. They cry out to God. And God answers them, and they're close to God again. And then this is how precisely the chapter of Judges begins. I'm quoting that first verse. The people of Israel kept right on doing evil in God's sight. Wrongdoings led them as a nation to be sold to a foreign king. Read, welcome back to slavery. And then their suffering was justified by their wrong decision-making. This time they faced 20 years of hard labor at the hands of the uh, new king's army. Not, one, not much one can do when they're surrounded by an army of 900 iron chariots and to face this type of oppression for 20 years. They cry out to God, they're delivered, they're close to God, full circle. That's the prophetic cycle. Now, 
Here enters a female judge by the name of Deborah. She's a married woman, and she had two roles. She was a prophet of God, and she was also used by God to hold court. She was a judge, meaning she had to decide cases for her people. Her courtroom was nothing fancy other than being a palm tree that bore her name, Deborah's Paul. All who needed justice knew to go to her to seek uh, justice from her. But being a prophet, she was connected to God. God gave her the words. God gave her the wisdom. She was God's mouthpiece, which is what prophet means. And we hear the word of God instructing her regarding their political situation. She sends for this gentleman named Barak, or Barak, from Kadesh, tells him to go to Mount Tabor and to get ready himself and his armies for war. And she tells him exactly what God had told her, and she says, take ten companies of soldiers from these regions, Nephtali and Zebulon, and she said she would take care of Sisera, the enemy general, in getting him to go to the river Kishot with all his chariots and troops. And she shares God's promise of victory in the battle awaiting them. So what does this lesson teach us? There are several things we can benefit from in reading this passage. First thing, God is still in charge. Can you say that out loud? God is still in charge. Though the people have gone astray, God is still where he needs to be, right alongside his people. Our God is an active, caring God who leads those who ask for his guidance. Secondly, God can use unexpected instruments. In Deborah's time, the role of a woman would not normally allow for a woman to be a judge, nor a leader of men. Those were roles reserved for men, some would clamor. It's truly a lesson that says God uses individuals that he selects regardless of what others may think or expect. May we be reminded that in God's ways, we're not always going to be aligned with the ways of human expectation. Thirdly, the response by Deborah and Barak show that shows what faithful obedience looks like. These two did not blink or wince at the thought of the challenges and risks ahead. These two trusted God and are eager to carry out God's commands. It should serve to encourage us to trust God to lead us even when we face such daunting circumstances. Fourthly, this passage teaches us that collaboration and unity are important in doing God's work. A team effort usually beats out solo endeavors if God so directs. If different individuals with diverse skills and roles can work together to accomplish God's plans, that's exactly what it'll take. This emphasizes the value of cooperation and shared responsibility. The fifth thing that we can learn is the importance of God's word. The words of Deborah's judge were words of power because she was also God's mouthpiece, as prophets, I said earlier. As she speaks to Barak or Barak, it's really God speaking those words to him. It shows us that using God's word to direct and guide us is vital to all endeavors in God's work. We are to pay attention to God's word, 
to follow his instruction. Here's the final thing, the sixth thing. This story sets the stage for God's intervention and deliverance. Even when up against a stronger army that may in all ways outnumber or outgun us, God assures us the victory. This reinforces the theme that ultimate success and deliverance come from God, not from human strength. The final one is to remind us of the consequences of disobedience. As this passage mentions, Jabin, the king of Canaan, who was oppressing, oppressing the people of God, is showing us a backdrop for God to act in this mighty way. It is implying that the people's disobedience and their turning away from God led to their being in challenging circumstances. These are the consequences, or there are consequences, rather said, when people drift away from God. Moral of the story, don't drift away from God. Be faithful, be obedient. Let's pray. Let me, God, for all you do, we are thankful. Guide us to faithfulness. Guide us to trust you more. We thank you for the role model we find in Deborah. Open our horizons to better understand your immeasurable ways and see the potential in us when we are obedient and trusting in you. In Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. Dear friend, thank you for tuning in. I pray this has blessed you. I pray you have a great blessed day in the Lord. Pass this on to someone if you've been blessed. Hit all the buttons, the little heart, the thumbs up, the subscribe, the notification bell, whatever, so that we may reach the world for Jesus. Here's your call to action. Trust God more to use you more. Receive my blessings of love and joy. I love you. I thank God for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you now and forever.